Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Batman 1966. Today we will be discussing season two. Episode 35, titled, The Contaminated Cowl. In this episode, the Mad Hatter returns to terrorize Gotham City once again with his hat-related crimes. I'll be honest, this was actually a pretty good episode. Maybe the best one I've discussed all this week. I've said it before, I'll say it again. This show's interpretation of the Mad Hatter, given the tone of this show, given the style of this show, is pretty damn good. They managed to adjust this character to fit 1960s Batman without compromising... The core nature of the character, like they did with, say, Mr. Freeze. Uh, And he's actually really entertaining to watch. I kind of wish Mad Hatter showed up more throughout the course of this series. But, unfortunately, uh, from what I see of (laughs) the IMDb stuff, the IMDb listings, this is his last arc in the series, which is unfortunate. Certainly more deserving of many, many, many arcs than the Puzzler or Sandman. (laughs) So, this episode begins, we get the opening sequence, Mad Hatter steps into a box boutique, and is like, we want 700 empty hat boxes. And the old woman running the shop is like, okay, I'll get those for you. Do you want them delivered? How are you going to pay for them? Mad Hatter's like, we're not going to pay for them. We're going to steal them. Now I'm going to knock you out. They negotiated a whole thing with the empty hat boxes, and then he just stole them anyway. For no reason. That's really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) that's really freaking stupid but anyway he steals the boxes and the commissioner's like we definitely gotta call batman and robin bruce and dick are presenting some scientist dude with a grant uh i can't talk They're presenting some scientist dude with a grant via the Wayne Foundation, blah, 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 blah. Alfred comes in and is like, 
hey, uh, uh, the bat phone is is ringing. The bat phone is on. And Bruce is like, hey, we gotta go. Enjoy your money. And then they go to the bat phone. They're like, oh, Matt Hatter escaped and is stealing hat boxes. We'll be right there. Uh, Batman and Robin spring into action. And after their uh, obligatory meeting with Commissioner Gordon, they return to the Batcave. They enter some information into the Batcomputer, which is just shit in the bed today. For whatever reason, the Batcomputer just has nothing to say. The Batman's like, Hey, let's turn on this switch that makes the computer work better. Seriously? There's a switch for that and it's not always on? Why? But anyway, it spits out something useful. Oh, and says Matt Hatter's probably gonna hit this headdress ball with Hattie Hatfields and... There's a big ruby there that he's probably going to steal. So, yeah. That seems very obvious. But for some reason, Batman didn't think of it. And the Batcomputer didn't think of it. Until he flipped that random switch. That really should just always be on. Is there a power restriction? Does it break the computer? Why is it not always on? But whatever. So they make their way to the headdress ball. Uh, But Mad Hatter is already on his way. He's posing as this big, famous, military, foreign dude. He's got a fez. It's actually a really cool fez. He looks good in it. I like Mad Hatter in this disguise. He comes in, starts chatting up the place. Everyone loves him because he's a famous foreign military dude. Allegedly. And while all this is happening, Batman and Robin come in via the bat ropes. And they're like, oh, Mad Hatter's there in a really crappy disguise. Let's just... Walk to the side very slowly. No one will notice us. No one will notice the costumed superheroes in some random rich dude's party, in some random rich woman's party. No one will notice them at all. So they're being sneaky. They're sneaking along the bed. They're sneaking along the room in plain sight. And then one of Mad Hatter's henchmen, who's also undercover, is like, Hey, dude, Batman and Robin are like right there, just so you know. And then Mad Hatter's like, Okay. And then Batman and Robin come out and are like, Hey, we've been sneaking. Also, that's not the famous military foreign dude. That's the Mad Hatter. You may notice that ruby you had on your head. Yeah, that's that's gone. Mad Hatter stole it at some point. I don't know when, but he did. And the woman's like, oh, it's gone. 
So, everyone's freaking out. Uh, fight breaks out. Boom, bam, pow. All the words. It ends with Mad Hatter throwing his fez down, which is apparently rigged to cause a massive fireworks diversion somehow. And then Mad Hatter, instead of just escaping, also takes the opportunity to spray Batman with radioactive spray. So Batman sprayed with radioactive spray. Mad Hatter runs. He gets away. And Batman picks his head up from the uh, uh, pain freak out. And his cowl's pink. The radioactive spray turned his cowl pink. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the episode of Drake and Josh. Where they have that bet. Drake can't eat junk food. Josh can't play video games. And whoever caves must die. His hair pink. (laughs) That's what this reminds me of. It reminds me of that one episode of Drake and Josh. Oh god, I really need to do a season on Drake and Josh at some point in this show's run. That would be awesome. Just talk about every single episode of Drake and Josh. It would be great. I would love that. Anyway, so Batman's cowl is pink. And he goes to the Batcave. He's like, I took an anti-radiation pill, so I'm good for now with this pink cowl. Alfred comes in the back cave and is like, yeah, none of your other cowls are ready, so you can't take that off. What? That is stupid logic. Your cowls are in the wash, so you cannot take off that other cowl That'll literally kill you if you keep it on your head. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Take off the cowl, you idiot! You're gonna die if you don't take it off. What are you doing? Who cares about the other cowls? Just take it off. If you really have to go back out there, just... Use one of Robin's spare masks. That hides his identity pretty well. Moron. Freaking moron. But anyway, under this bizarro restriction that he has to have a cowl on at all times, he's like, I'm going to call this atomic energy lab place that Bruce Wayne gave a grant to earlier this episode and Talk to the guy and have him remove my cowl. Or decontaminate my cowl, rather. So he calls, and then they go to the atomic energy lab. And the dude's like, yeah, I can get that off, but you have to take off the cowl and put on a 
protective suit. Meanwhile, Batman and Robin are like, okay, okay, okay. Also, we were followed. Did you notice we were followed? Yeah, we were definitely followed. So the scientist dude is like, let me call my assistant. Calls his assistant. And his assistant is being held up by the Mad Hatter. And then as soon as he gets off the phone, he's knocked out and Mad Hatter puts on his protective suit. In a brilliant disguise. So, the assistant, quote unquote, comes in. Uh, Batman gets behind, like, some sheet thing, takes off his contaminated cowl. Uh, the lab dude gives it to his assistant, quote-unquote, and then Mad Hatter immediately runs away with it. Like, ha ha ha, I got Batman's cowl! This is what I've always wanted! Woo! So Batman comes out from behind the sheet with another cowl that was just, that he just had on him. So, why was he wearing the radioactive cowl that would have killed him had he had it on for too long. This is such warped logic. What are you doing? What is any of this? But anyway, Batman and Robin chase after Mad Hatter and they almost start to get into a fight, but then they're captured immediately. And now we have our cliffhanger. Mad Hatter's henchmen put Batman and Robin into this giant high-voltage X-ray machine. Mad Hatter activates it. And apparently it's going to, like, irradiate them within minutes and they'll die. And that's where the episode ends. Tune in next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. See, this was a lot more entertaining than the previous two arcs we've been talking about. Mainly because it had a mildly entertaining villain. Unlike Puzzler, unlike Sandman, and yes, I know Catwoman took part in, took part in that arc too, but let's be honest, that was a Sandman arc. Catwoman was just there. And she was annoyingly underutilized. Like, this was a solidly enjoyable episode. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this arc completes. Looking forward to talking about the conclusion of this arc uh, on Monday. We get a weekend to ruminate on this. Woo! (laughs) If you like this... Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. Uh, you can also find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in 
Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. On Monday, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 36. Talk to you then.